Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Doug hates... Candy wrappers, screaming babies, sticky seats with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love... Austin, Texas. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from what day is it? For another Homes Alone edition. It's Sunday, December 27th, 2020. And uh, since I was supposed to be at Cap City Comedy Club, rest in peace, in Austin, Texas this weekend and for New Year's, I thought, why not do an episode with three of my favorite Austin comedian friends, guests, and they are David Huntsberger, Martha Kelly, and Doug Mellard. Hello, everybody. Hey. Hey. Yo, hello. Let's meet them individually and alphabetically, starting with David Huntsberger. Hi, David. Hello, Doug. We met in Austin, uh, but then how long have you been out here in Los Angeles? Because I, you know, as it always happens, I feel like I saw you more when you lived in Austin than I do when we live in the same place. <laughs> I moved here in 2008. And then weirdly, when I first moved here, one of my like welcome to town stories, I think involved you. I went to see Tig at um, the old Largo and we were walking along afterward. I think I had done a set early and I think you were on the show as well. And you and I had done, so we knew each other from Austin, but we had done that season or like two seasons before of Last Comic Standing. And I was walking down the street with Tig and someone kept tapping me on my shoulder. I thought she was just doing a bit or something. I kept like, stop it. And then I finally turned around and it was you. And you were like, hey man, good to see you. Welcome to town. You know, something to that effect. And I was like, oh, hey, thanks. So I nearly ignored you because I thought she was joking by tapping my shoulder incessantly. Yeah, you can't trust any any taps when the tig's around. (laughs) I don't know why I was so indignant. Like, stop tapping my shoulder. I won't have it. I always love talking about the podcast that you did with Tig because I, I enjoy getting the name wrong. But th- how long ago did you guys stop doing Captain Sunrise? <laughs> the favorite you had for it was, I think, Dr. Takeoff or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Takeoff instead of Blast Off, I hope it's more creative than that. <laughs> did you just, the one you just said was Dr. Sunrise? Captain. Captain. Captain Sunrise. That's that's a good one. Um, I think we ended it in 2015. It went for four years, 2011 to 2015. And people still uh, like listen to episodes and contact you about the contents. Yeah, it's bizarre. I um, <laughs> podcasts are similar, but also extremely dissimilar to music. So it's like a a band that was around long ago, people will email or, or contact and say like, I just started listening. <laughs> and I always feel like, to me, podcasts are kind of like a, a topical thing, even though if the subject has nothing to do with, we didn't talk a lot about current events then, but still it just feels like, you know, the, we're, we're probably talking about like, I I, um, I don't know, what, what are the things called before, uh, what would you play music in? Like, uh, ah, 
damn it. I'm trying to think of the, <laughs> the shuffle. Like someone would have like, oh, I've got my shuffle and I'm listening to it through that. And then, so when people listen to it now, they're like, God, this podcast is old. Who listens to it through a, whatever those things are called. Yeah, you're right. Without even bringing up too much that's topical, it's still anything, any kind of big topics you're discussing on a podcast, you're going to, if the people listening don't know what year it was, they're going to be like, are they just, do they think 9-11 didn't happen or, you know, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, why aren't they bringing it up? You know, like, that's an interesting thing. Somebody pointed out to me recently about listening to old Doug Loves movies is that it's a way to kind of figure out in your head, oh, such and such a movie must not have opened yet because nobody's mentioning it in this conversation where it would be an obvious reference, you know? Yeah. Uh, but thanks for being here, David. Sure, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, also joining us is our friend Martha Kelly. Hello, Martha. Hi, Doug Benson. Have you still have you come down yet from the, the high of watching Adam Driver bleed out? <laughs> um, I definitely have come down from the high of doing anything related to show business. Yes, it's been a long time of not being in show business this year. Do you recall when we first met? Like, was it in Austin, Texas or, or out in California? Um, I don't know because when, when I started stand up, you were out here, but you were already like doing well. And I was an open micer, so I don't know if our paths crossed. So it might've been Austin when we first met. I'm glad we're on the same page of not remembering. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. It's not awkward that way. Yeah. But I do think of you as a, as an Austin comic, and you've been on this show at uh, at Cap City in Austin, right? And uh, so I just trying to uh, you know kind of pay tribute to the Austin comedy scene, which now I guess is going to be is the epicenter of all comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, now it's weird. I guess it's going to be taken over by some people who recently moved to town that I probably won't name, but. Yeah, Cap City is gone, which is, you know, a bummer, but, uh, Though I yeah. think something else will, you know, somebody, some, somebody smart's going to open up something in town, you know, especially once, uh, you know, once uh, we get through the, the pandemic situation. Yeah. Um, well, somebody dumb is also going to open up something in town, so it'll be very interesting. It'll be a real, uh, a real battle. Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, who knows? Might be good for business overall. I hope so. There are a lot of there are a lot of uh, great comics that live there, and there's a great audience for stand up in Austin. So hopefully, it'll come back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the people went out to that weird spot that Cap City was located. You know, that, hey, you guys, let's go down to Research Boulevard and uh, <laughs> check out the comedy in the, in the weird strip mall. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, people people made the effort that live in Austin. It, it has been a great uh, comedy town for as long as I can uh, I can remember. So I'm sure it, it will come yeah. come roaring back. And speaking of roaring, <laughs> uh, the often outspoken and loud Doug Mellard is here. Hey, buddy. Roar. <laughs> is that good? I got to, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, how's it going? You, uh, we, we, of course, met in uh, Austin. I'm sure we've talk, spoken about that on the uh, Wide World of Doug's podcast that we now uh, co-host together. Right. Um, uh, yeah, we met at CAP also, which is yeah. gone, which is sad. Uh, I wanted to pile on to it. Huntsberger mentioned Last Comic Standing, and I got a quick story about that. When we were on together... Uh, <laughs> We were so dumb. We thought if we won, because we were new enough, that 
if we were to tour and win the whole thing, we thought it might actually sink us because we didn't have an hour yet to tour with. So every time the cameras came to us, we told this really boring story about potato salad. <laughs> we tanked it every time. And the camera guys loved us. They thought it was so funny, but all of it was unusable. <laughs> and Matt Fultron piled on as well. Yeah, he got in the mix. Bless his heart. He was the only David... comic that found it funny. Everyone else, like, there was that thing where there'd be a group of people and then the boom mic would drop in and they're trying to get some everyone just acted normal footage which is so gross to pretend like you don't see this boom mic and just so some comics go oh i would tell you about my uncle and they launch into this story and then <laughs> <laughs> doug would always go hey what'd you have for lunch and i go oh man well let me tell you and i just go as slowly as possible through this potato salad story well it, it, it happened because we were at the austin airport flying out to la with brendan walsh and uh, we all split up to get food, and David came back with his potato salad, told this 20-minute, epically boring story about his potato salad, and Brennan or I was like, you should tell that on Last Comic Standing, like as a joke, but then we did it several times. <laughs> and then at the end, you know, they're doing all the, uh, and the next person going to the whatever next round. So the camera guys are having to run from tent to tent these giant heavy at the time, very, you know, like old school news reporter cameras over their shoulder. And uh, one of the guy was, was standing there with it kind of resting on his hip, clearly exhausted. And I was like, man, you must be so tired. And he goes, dude, I cannot wait to go home, open up a beer and crack open some potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good sport. Yeah. Oh God, memories. Well, thanks to all three of you for being here. Um, yeah, dude. Box thanks, office. Dude. Let's talk about the box office this weekend. <laughs> or lack thereof. Well, you know, a big movie came out. The number one movie, Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, with a gross, of, I guess this is, a, you know, North American gross of 16.7 million dollars uh, for Christmas weekend that's that's at the theater people went out to theaters and watched Wonder Woman yeah I'd say you know drive-ins and limited capacity theaters because hmm. lots of places movie theaters are open it's weird being in Southern California for all this time because you know even though you can go out and do a million things, it's still like uh, so much more locked down than you know lots of other places in this in right. the country. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, p people have been just going to movies. Like, uh, you know, there's a severe drop off for the to the number two movie only made a few million dollars, but it's that Tom Hanks News of the World movie. I'm taking her home. And then, like, The Croods is doing well. Like, any animated movie uh, seems to do well at the the drive-ins, you know, because you can take a pile of kids into a car and remain in your car bubble and see a movie. Yeah. Um, but then people just run around between the cars with, you know, without their masks on, and it's just, it's all, it's just mayhem. The streaming but, companies are so... Uh, like sort of tight-lipped about their numbers of streams things get. But at some point, they're going to have to figure out a way to quantify. Like Soul just came out, right? It seems like that probably did really well. People at home, especially with kids watching a, an animated movie. But how can they say how well it did without sort of giving it away? Giving away, you know, how, how many people they've got in the, in the in their pot. Well, you know, Netflix, they've uh, decided to make it part of the, you know, choosing process is they put three lists up every day of uh, top 10 overall top 10 movies and top 10 TV shows and um, mm. I've been really closely watching the uh, you know what's number one in the on the list of movies and it's really it's really interesting the, the stuff that Netflix is pouring all their money and heart into, isn't even necessarily making it to number one on Netflix, and they're admitting it. Uh, 
<laughs> like this this new one with George Clooney, it's number one right now, the Midnight Sky. But it could be replaced any day now by just some stupid Christmas movie just because I think Netflix is a real... It just feels like a, a families are determining what, you know, what the most popular things on there are. Yeah. Right. Um, they started letting, uh, like, really dumb reality shows on there. It felt like they're going to go the way that everything does, where they no longer have any interest in taste. It's just what do people want? And the people want stupid ass shit all the time. And so then Netflix is going to become just a junkyard. I think all the other places are going to maybe, like HBO has a threshold, it seems like, uh, Disney Plus or whatever will, but Netflix will be like, yeah, people watch it. We'll put it up. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter if a show fails on Netflix because it's, you know, people are all just paying for the, you know, monthly service, so... As long as you're giving people variety, like the thing I've been really frustrated by is like, as much as I like foreign films, I don't want to see, you know, all the foreign releases like we, you know, I don't want to be bombarded with them like we are here. But then you go on Netflix and half the time when something looks interesting, it's either a TV show or a movie from another country with subtitles. Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, I, I do like watching more and more of that stuff but uh i don't want to be tricked into it right. <laughs> <laughs> um you, okay so that's the box office report it's pretty exciting well did you watch uh, wonder woman i have not watched wonder woman because you know it's there in my tv anytime i feel like watching it All like right. i would have seen it day one if it was you know if i could go to a movie theater uh, safely, but um, you know, now that it's in my TV and I'm already hearing mixed things about it, I just yeah. totally lose steam because there's so many, there's so many things that I haven't seen or want to rewatch that are you know going to be amazing. That this just feels like obligatory viewing rather than you know, and I might actually enjoy it, you know. But I wasn't that crazy about the first Wonder Woman. I. I thought that was you're good. not going to be crazy about this one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you know, I'm still excited enough. Like Kristen Wiig being the uh, Kristen Wiig being the yeah uh, bad guy is uh, you know uh, intriguing enough to me that I will I will definitely see this movie. Sure. Yeah. I've decided to um, stop watching super. I was never that big into superhero movies, but now um, looking, I know they're huge globally as well, but as a country where um, the masked singer does really well and people think 5G towers are a reason to not wear masks and shit like that, uh, I just really want our kids to start reading again. So, so I'm off superhero movies. Yeah, I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's the world, the world needs to make that uh, decision. Cause I mean, just for me personally, they did too good a job of, you know, wrapping things up with the final two Avengers movies in terms of like it, for those for all those characters to just continue to be in stories. I don't know. I just I don't have that much enthusiasm for it. But then again, um, you know, the idea of Thor and Peter Quill like in a movie together like a cop buddy thing, but they're those, you know, they're characters from Avengers. <laughs> That's already kind of, you know, and, and it's pretty entertaining to me. So I'm just saying my allegiance is flip and flap in the wind. <laughs> so I'm not going to make a firm statement at this time about future superhero movies, but like, seriously, I mean, has Tom, Tom Holland, is that the new Spider-Man? Right. Yeah. Has he been in like 10 of those already? Uh, he's been in quite a few. <laughs> it Martha just seems like there, it's just a constant Spider-Man output. And then the cartoon, the Spider-Verse animated thing is way better than anything. Yeah, it's epic. It's so good. Martha's in the MCU. She, she played a guard. <laughs> Spider-Man. 
<laughs> I played a yeah, I played a um, park ranger slash elevator guide. <laughs> Pretty exciting. Which one was it? Um, Homecoming, the first one with oh yeah, uh, Tom Holland. She's getting and, a spin uh, off of that character. So you yeah, would, you would go out and like examine resources in a part of an ecosystem and then come in and tell people how to use the elevator? <laughs> um, I mean, I hopefully that's what my character was doing off screen. She might have just been standing around snacking uh, before <laughs> taking people up the elevator. <laughs> um, yep. Did you like going into? I assume you saw Batman v Superman. Uh, <laughs> I did not. Oh. Well, you know, I, I, do you know where I'm going with this? Um, no, but I would like you to continue. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that Superman and um, uh, who's the other guy, Batman? Did you know that both of them, their mo their mother's name is Martha? Now that you mention it, yes, I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah, and um, in that movie, it, it, they decide to stop fighting because their mothers are both named Martha. <laughs> hmm, that's that a yeah, that's real. That's a weird reason to stop fighting. <laughs> I'm glad we finally have your, your 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 reaction to that on the record. It sounds like a really bad reason to stop fighting. It's really honestly. it's pretty it's pretty hilarious. So it's like you know, that's why the other the guys are like giggling in the background because it's like it really did put a weird uh, taint on the name Martha. I can see why. Uh, I. Um, Martha hates taints too. So I was just giggling because yeah. I was picturing the fight scene of like my mother Martha didn't raise me to lose fights. Wait, your mother's name is Martha? And then they just shake hands and walk off. It's kind of like that. Yeah, it's pretty much the, how it goes down. Yeah. <laughs> and then was that has Ben Affleck been Batman since then, or did? Uh -huh. he but isn't Robert Pattinson? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right about all of it. It's so weird. It's so weird. Like, it's. I just don't know how many times they think we need to have another, you know, a different take on Batman. It's like he's a, he's, such a mythical. Like, it's just like, you know, they don't make King Kong over and over again that much because he's still just going to be a big monkey <laughs> and Batman's still just going to be a guy in a fucking cape running around, you know, fighting crime or causing it, whatever. Yeah. My favorite was the Christian Bale Batman movies. I don't really have that much interest in it before or after those, but, um, yeah, I think they did a really good job there and it doesn't, it didn't need to happen again. Like, immediately you know yeah, at least so uh, soon yeah like but i guess they you know they need a bad man to be part of the you know a piece of the puzzle where they could throw him into the uh yeah. you know the other movies with the other characters that they're not as confident in you know right it's all about protecting the the investment and the bottom line and all that nonsense that that's why it's a, it's kind of amazing the marvel movies turned out as well as they did i think that we might be rounding a corner now where we might have to see a lot of bad superhero movies. <laughs> yeah. The comic book people always kind of justify it with like, well, they've been writing and rewriting, you know, these storylines for 70 years or whatever with the same characters. It's just part of it. You just take your own spin on it. I get that, but I am, I'm really glad some of them end and people go, that was good. Let's leave it alone. And I'm glad that hasn't that need to redo shit hasn't taken over like twenty versions of the Wizard of Oz or something like that. I just, right. It would really bother me. I thought yeah. the one, one that ended real well was uh, you know uh, Hugh Jackman leaving the Wolverine role. Yeah. yeah, that was good. I think that was the last one I watched. I like that. 
Yeah, I really think they should just fucking more of these movies need a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> and not like a but he's also a ghost kind of shit. Just like they're gone. Yeah, it was yeah. great the way Logan ended where he found out his mom's name was Martha and then he killed himself it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh Doug. Um Real quick before we get into the game part of the uh, show, I need recommendations. Don't need if you don't have one, it's no big deal. But uh, if you could share a recommendation of a movie uh, that people could watch during these troubled yet uh, tainted times, I just rewatched Cop Car and loved it. Cop Car? Yeah. Have you seen that? I. Is it Kevin, is Bacon? Kevin Bacon in it? Uh, John Watts, I think directorial debut. He actually did the first Spider-Man, um, but I think that's what landed him the Spider-Man job. But it's it's great. It's real simple and real sweet. Cop car. Steal a couple kids steal a uh, evil sheriff's cop car, and shenanigans begin. Okay. Kevin Bacon puts in a really good performance. Yeah, I feel like I've spoken of it or heard about it, but not seen it. But there's more and more movies now that, like, uh, you know, I'll have to watch the trailer or, or the first couple of minutes of the movie before I go, oh, I have seen this one. Oh, right, yeah. But also I, some I, trailers also just, like, some of them just, they encapsulate a movie so well that, like, then when you're watching it, you're like, have I seen this already? Yeah. yeah. Well, they'll give everything away, yeah. Yeah, they'll just show shots from the very end of the movie. Like now I watch, I if I remember to, when I finish a movie, I immediately watch the trailer that's on whatever streaming service it's on. I just immediately watch the trailer just to just see when it's fresh in my mind how they just cherry pick what to show and really just give away everything. Yeah. I uh, kind of like a blink thing will watch as little of the trailer as necessary to be like, yeah, yeah, that looks good. Yeah. And, and that can be detrimental. There's this movie on Netflix called Marauders and it's trailer is fantastic. This is really cool. The way it's shot looks neat. And there's this, these bad guys that look really intriguing and they, they talk through like pushing a button on their watch. And it's like, open the bag. You have this amount of time, do it now. That's sort of, it's like their mouths are totally motionless. And I was like, Ooh, this, done not even gonna watch the rest of this trailer and it's the worst movie i've seen in <laughs> my life. it is so bad do you think you cut off the trailer before it got to the bad parts in the in the trailer <laughs> I think they just did a beautiful job with the trailer of like don't show any of the atrocious parts of this movie just show those bad guys a lot I just watched a movie on Prime that I, you know, stumbled on. You know, I saw the trailer, but it was like a month or two before the movie was going to come out. So I was like, well, I'm cool. And I watched the movie. It's called I'm Your Woman. And, um, you know, it's it's all right. But it's one of those movies that when it's over, you're kind of like what compelled everyone involved to like what was driving everyone to tell, tell this story this way. And um and I look at the trailer and whoever got their hands on the footage from the movie and put the trailer together uh, made a much slicker and fun looking, like, you know, an exciting looking movie, it, it, you know, just in the trailer from pieces of this kind of drawn out, you know, kind of boring. It's, it's You can't even really call it an action movie. There's so few moments of actual action, but I don't know. It's a weird movie, and but the trailer really made it look slick and cool, so... I think just good trailer people deserve a lot of credit because they can really sure. put some lipstick on that pig. Yeah. They can. Plus they get. Plus they can use any part of the pig. Yeah. True. Yeah. You know they can even use parts of the pig that are just dragging dragging along on the floor next to it. Like it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's mouth. Great. <laughs> um, um, based on the just the the poster one time on a on a screen on a plane and then i rewatched it later because i liked it so much this movie called arctic you guys seen that love it yeah you recommended it and then i watched it i loved it ah, so good is that the one with uh what's his name mads yeah he's <laughs> <laughs> that guy is so good i yeah. i i 
sad to say I fell asleep pretty early on because I was taking on subtitles when I probably shouldn't have. And uh, But there's this movie called... Uh, oh, now I can't think of what it's called. With Mads? Another Round. Oh. And it's about Mads Mikkelsen plays this guy. He lives in this town where somehow the men get it in their heads that, like they'll be more productive and successful if they're continuously drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Like if they, you know, if you just drink all the time, like if you just got like 5% of whatever in your, you know, in your system that like it, you know, makes you better in some crazy ways. And uh, that's the premise, but I did, but I, like I said, I fell asleep. So, but, but Mads Mikkelsen is always, uh, that guy's tremendously talented. Yeah. yeah. There's the not a lot of Arctic, dialogue. I feel and... like it's him at his absolute best. It's yeah. Just, it's it's shocking he didn't get some more recognition for how good it is. Um, well, if you're talking Mads at his best, has anybody seen uh, Men and a Chicken? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't even confidently say that is or is not a real movie (laughs) men and chicken is absolutely nuts it's i guess it's sort of it's kind of a creepy comedy and he plays this really creepy dude who uh finds out he's related to some to you know that he's got family he didn't know about uh when uh somebody dies and uh I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but uh, it's just a crazy movie. Men, men and chicken. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's also a movie called Man Versus Chicken, which is a documentary about like uh, Chicken McNuggets or something. (laughs) Oh, I'm in for that. And there's another documentary called Man vs. Snake that's about, what's that video game that was like a snake that would get longer and longer until you crash into yourself? Nibbler. Nibbler. Yeah, that was good. I feel like it's almost as good as King of Kong. It's pretty entertaining. I mean, like, that the guy is so fucking good at Nibbler is pretty hilarious. I mean, it doesn't even, you know, most video games, this kind of sounds cool. Like, oh, you into, you're good at that game? Yeah, I'm great at Space Invaders. What are you good at? <laughs> Nibbers. <laughs> make Martha's character into a video game, Elevator Snacks. <laughs> what was your movie recommendation, David? Uh, I, I said Arctic. I, I oh, yeah, Arctic, it. Arctic. But also any any Charlie Kaufman stuff. I feel like he's he's really great. I, I watched uh, Being John Malkovich recently. I always assumed I had seen it. I'd never seen it start to finish. It's, it's great. It's really good. It's really uh, and then and then there's elements from like it. It's all of his elements came together best in in that one. I think. I yeah. think everything else he does, I find, you know, things about it or stretches of the movie, uh, you know, aggravating. Agreed. Uh, especially that. How do you pronounce? How do you pronounce the one, the New York one? I was just gonna ask that. Yeah, Schenectady. Yeah, but you know, it's spelled not like Schenectady. Yeah, it's spelled like Schenectady. Synodosh or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but that movie is just really. Uh, that's a. That's hard to sit through. It must but, be hard to date. It's, <laughs> but, but it's by design though too like like that's part of what's frustrating to me about him is he kind of I think he likes to torture his the, the people who like his stuff like uh, uh, what's the new one called I'm thinking of ending things yeah um, I can't believe I forgot it because I certainly wanted to kill myself several times um, no it's really that movie is like I did not enjoy sitting through it, but I'm very glad that I did. Yeah, it's weird. That's probably oh. how I best describe it too. It really, it's it's really stayed with me, even though the experience itself was just frustrating and 
and, and boring. So is that a recommendation or no? <laughs> it's like I've, I, I found a movie that like if I throw it on, if I'm having trouble sleeping, if I throw it on, I'll be I'll be out in, you know, mere minutes. Um, it's just a really it's just a movie where there's just a key piece of piece of information that if you don't have it before you start watching the movie it, it just change you, you just don't even you barely understand what's happening but if you do have that piece of information then you kind of understand what's happening is there a way i can get that information yeah <laughs> it's called the internet okay yeah people people love to talk about it like it's it, it's really um has anybody seen it? Have you guys seen it? I have not. Yeah, I've, I felt exactly the same way you described it. And, and, and then how you described like how he likes to kind of torment the viewer to a certain degree. I feel like it might have been desi by design in this one in that, and not to give too much away, but sort of what the movie is about is how you feel. You, you leave feeling like that, or even during the whole thing, that same feeling, which is kind of strange, very uh, kind of meta, I guess. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm more intrigued by what the information is. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. <laughs> Do you have to watch that Chicken Nuggets documentary before you watch this? I'm just convinced that this is something that you. It's not you. Nobody. I guess people do figure it out, but I don't think I would have ever figured it out if I just hadn't have you know read about it you know before watching the movie. Oh, I, I didn't I went in knowing nothing so I'm intrigued if uh, I was on the right track because I felt like I totally understood it but maybe that was just my takeaway well the girl the girl that the movie is I, I think this is gonna help people because if you're still gonna watch it at this point I, I think you I, I hope you wouldn't be offended by knowing this ahead of time uh, but the girl at the center of the story does not exist Ooh. And as do many other characters, because it's all in the head of the the guy uh, played by Jesse Plemons. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting, because you see it mostly through like her eyes. <laughs> yeah. Idol. It's him imagining. A, the reason why, like a lot of the time, they get along so great is because he's imagining a great girlfriend. But then the reason things go bad is because he's a toxic male who has to fucking <laughs> obsess over everything, even in a fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it's but it goes much deeper than that. It gets very, it's very confusing. Uh, you know, like I said, like knowing that made me go, oh, okay, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Like things start to make more sense, but they don't necessarily make sense. You know, they're like closer to making sense. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, it's everybody involved really, uh, really committed to it. Yeah, the acting is, is great. What do you think, Martha? Have you thought of a, a movie you'd like to recommend? Um, yeah, it's uh, from a few years ago, but I just watched it. Um, American Hustle. Uh, oh, yeah. Actually was not prepared for how sweet and funny Christian Bale and Amy Adams were. <laughs> I loved it. I wasn't expecting to. Yeah, that Christian Bale, he can pull shit off. Yeah, like, there's... I, I never walk away from a Christian Bale movie going, what was he doing in that? What was he... What was he going yeah. for? <laughs> you know what? I also... I haven't watched it yet, but I want to watch his uh, Terminator Salvation because I saw the clip of him yelling at the DP, and now I want to watch that movie, even though it didn't get good reviews. Have you seen that from? I think you know that's the thing is I think there's I think part of the yelling that he was doing is he probably knew he was in the middle of a movie that you know wasn't really working. Um, well, it's funny because there's a guy in a cardboard box robot uh, simulation. It's just a guy in 
it's all green screen and he's this guy's in a green bunch of cardboard boxes to look like a robot and then he falls over and you hear robot noises as he's unable to get up and it's really fucking fantastic <laughs> that's not in the movie that's in the clip of christian bale yelling but it's pretty good <laughs> okay i'm just gonna put down american hustle yeah put that down it's really your um, i thought it was gonna be very different than it was so definitely it's it's good all right let's play some games all right, all right. we gotta do a brief commercial break and then we're gonna play so we'll be right back no flipping Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right, we're back, and we are going to play some games with my three Austin friends. Uh, let's start with something that I call Old McDonald. <laughs> we'll go alphabetically. I'll start with David, then go to Martha, and then go to Doug. Right. I'll name a movie, and you tell me if it has Macaulay Culkin, Donald Sutherland, or neither. Okay. <laughs> so your answer would be, you know, uh, Mac or Donald or neither. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Great. And uh, like if David misses it, then Martha's got a two out of three chances of guessing it right. And then if she misses it, Doug gets the gimme and it uh, proceeds like that. Um, David, Mac, Donald, or neither in a movie called Digby, the biggest dog in the world. Digby, the biggest dog in the world. I can't imagine Mac going off the Home Alone success into something that terrible. And yet I can picture his parents at the time managing him, like, take the paycheck, son. Um, maybe Donald Sutherland was going through the period where he was transitioning into kind of beloved grandfather, who could also be evil, very convincingly. Um, I'll say Donald Sutherland. That's incorrect. Uh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Martha, what do you think? I'm going to um, defy expectations and guess neither. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, oh. wow. is in fact, neither. Neither of those gents mm. were in that gym. All right. Doug, you're up first with this next one. My Girl 2. Uh, neither. That is correct. All right. Doug is on the board. David. <laughs> Not doing so great. MacDonald or neither. Home Alone 3. I left the franchise, guys. I'll admit it. I feel bad about it now. I've never needed it more. Um, I watched the second. I never watched the third. I don't. I, I feel very confident Mac wasn't in it. And have we had a Donald yet? No, we have. I'll guess Donald again. I'll stick with him. <laughs> that is incorrect. I love the. I love all the reasoning, though. I like to see yeah. people. I like to see someone's work. Um, what is? What did you make of all of that, Martha? Which one do you think of the two remaining options? 
I'm gonna guess neither only because I know sometimes you like to go on a roll, uh, Doug. So I'm gonna guess you're gonna keep it going with neither, but I could be wrong. That is correct. Oh. Yeah, you have two yeah. points now, Doug. You did it. Donald, Donald Sutherland, I thought, played Macaulay Culkin's character in the third one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got a weird... building or something. He's got... Uh, anyway, Doug... <laughs> What's up? I'm about to say too much. Uh, <laughs> what, about, what about a film called Sixteen Candles? Um, Doug Millard. Definitely not McCauley. Is Donald in that? I'll say Donald. Incorrect. God damn it. David. <laughs> um, I'm going to let Martha get the role, if it is a role. And I'm going to say McCauley was a baby. He was just bored. That might... That seems... No, he would have been seven or so he's in it being a cute kid getting his break uh of course it's neither but i'm gonna guess matt <laughs> that's incorrect <laughs> martha what does that leave uh neither that's correct for the win martha kelly you did it Woo you rode the neither wave <laughs> That was uh, expertly played. And you know what you win for doing that? What? You get to go first in our next and final game. Oh. Uh, it's a new game that people, I'm just going to assume they love it because they, you know, they don't say anything to me about it. Um, it's called So-and-So and the Something Something. Have you played this before, Ooh. Doug? I don't believe so. Okay. Well, you know movies like uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Uh, Alexander and the Terrible, Really Bad, No Good Day? Is that what that was called? That would have been my like guess, yes. Yeah. That wasn't, you know, there was no no points for that, uh, answering that question. That was just a, <laughs> that was just a real question from my heart. <laughs> <laughs> that's what David's old podcast was called. Yeah, and I was giving a from my heart more more than likely incorrect answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I do is I take movies that don't have a title like that, uh, that don't have somebody's name followed by a, a thing. Uh, that they're associated with in some way. <laughs> um, and uh, you have to guess what movie I'm referencing. Okay. Right. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, it's difficult. It's a difficult game. So don't beat yourself up if you can't come up with the answer. But also, it's a fun game. And there's just certain movies that we all have that we actually know the name of the, the main character, like first and last name. But mm -hmm. in, in most cases, that's not information that we necessarily remember. And sometimes I do ones where it is just a first name because um, that does happen in movie titles like the one I referenced earlier, Alexander. Right. And the dot, 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 let's not get into it. <laughs> okay, Martha gets to go first. And if she misses it or can't think of an answer, then it goes to Doug and then David. Um, Martha, what movie do you think um, should have been called Chief O'Halloran and the Big Burning Building? Ah. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to say Die Hard, but then realized probably Towering Inferno. Is that your final answer? Towering Inferno, yeah. That is correct. Oh. Nice. Wow. Yeah, Martha Kelly's on the board immediately. You came to play today. Thank you. 
Yeah. This she is the not. first time I've ever done well at, on Doug Loves Movies. Or we might have, you know, this might be in your wheelhouse, remembering what the some character's name was. This is my path back into a show business career. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chief O'Halloran was, of course, um, he was uh, played by uh, Steve McQueen. And, and Paul Newman's character in that movie, uh, his name was Doug Roberts. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, all right. Speaking of Doug's, you, you're up now, Doug. Okay. Uh, what movie? I got. I hope I pronounced this this name right. What movie could have been called Shelby, Etenton, Lachere, and some juice? <laughs> um, I'm gonna ride the neither wave and say neither. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're out there every day riding the neither wave. <laughs> uh, what do you think, David? Do you think you know what it is? Can you repeat it again? Yeah, Shelby, Shelby E. Tenton Lachere, L-A-T-C-H-E-R-E, E-R-I-E, Lachere, Lachere, and some juice. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with the Omar Epps Tupac Shakur vehicle called Juice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's not it. Damn it. Uh, Martha? Um, oh, God. Some juice? Take it back into show business, Martha. 20 seconds on the clock. Um, oh god, uh, juice. Okay, um, I have no idea. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, when she has her, uh, you know, she has an attack, she has a seizure, uh, right there in the, uh, beauty parlor. Oh, I know. So somebody had to get Shelby some juice. Now I know it. Yeah. Steel magnolias. Yeah. Uh, no late points, I'm afraid, but I do. That's uh, okay. I do appreciate that you figured it out. Um, nobody got a point on that round, so it's back to Doug again. Okay. Hoke Colburn and the backseat bitch. Oh, mm. oh, I have a guess for that. Oh, man. Oof. Oh, I know it. Uh, back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> David? I have a guess. I don't know if this is accurate, but I'm going to guess Driving Miss Daisy. That is correct. Oh, man. That is the one. Great. That is it. I'm a dummy. <laughs> All right, we're back to Martha, who has one point. David has one point. Doug still has to get on the board. Martha, what movie was I thinking should be called Sunny and the Really, Really Bad Robbery? Oh, Really Bad Robbery. Um... Is it a dog day afternoon? That is correct. Uh, I knew two in a row. This is, this is Martha's game. She wasn't kidding around. I knew that Sorry, one guys. in Towering Inferno, but mine I did not know. Oh, okay. I'll try to give you ones you know. <laughs> Thanks. That would be great. <laughs> uh, all right. Doug, are you ready? Yeah. Uh, which movie do I think could be called Melanie Daniels and the Pecking Problem? Melanie Daniels and the Pecking Problem. Pecking. Pecking. Um. Oh, God. Pecking Problem. I'm going to go with uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. I have no idea. Sorry. 
Let's go to David. I'm gonna guess pretty in pink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, it's so obvious when you. Because uh, there are people pecking on the cheek and stuff, and she's not wild about it. <laughs> um. um my guess is the birds. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Martha's running away with this thing. I even yeah, thought, I... what movie has birds in it? Oh, the movie The Birds. Yeah. <laughs> Dummy. I thought that one was too easy, to be honest. <laughs> it really was in hindsight. I, um, I blame yeah. this damn pandemic. <laughs> Um, let's try and uh, give, let me give Doug another one. See what, uh, see how he does. <laughs> Not well. Spoiler. Uh, Rose Sayer and the Romantic River Ride. Oh, uh, Romancing the Stone. No. Damn it. No, David. Rose, I've never seen Titanic, but that's not a river, but there's a rose in that, I think. Oh, yeah, that's a good mislead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is wrong, but damn it, I watched it recently. I think it still holds up as like an okay movie. Uh, Meryl Streep's vehicle, The River Wild. No. <laughs> ah, dang it, because it's pretty romantic on that river. Her and her husband rekindle things, you know. They just do that rekindling like Holly Gennaro and and uh, John McClane, where you know it's not going to last. Yeah, probably. They're just rekindling under fire. Yeah, true. But they they seem to have more substance because they're together the whole time, whereas like John <laughs> McClane stumbles out all bloody and suddenly is like, by the way, I'm back. And she's like, yeah, look at you. You're all shirtless. Hello. <laughs> Martha. Um, can you say the clue again? Yeah, it's Rose Sayer and the Romantic River Ride. Um, I'm sure this is wrong, but Jewel of the Nile. Oh, that is a good guess, though. It's way better than Romancing the Stone. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Nile is a river. That's mm -hmm. uh, This is a classic called The African Queen. Oh. oh. Which it looks like they remade with uh, Emily Blunt and The Rock. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah. So you we'll gotta see. hand it to show business. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you want back in, Martha? <laughs> I mean, I have all I need is a Blunt and The Rock, and I'm in for a good time. <laughs> have you ever noticed that The Rock is like this big, muscular superhero guy, but he's rarely ever romancing up ladies? It's kind of an interesting move. Oh, true. Yeah, I think he like uh, you know loves his wife or some some shit like that. That's really so disappointing. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is weird. It is uh, interesting because also he's in movies where there's you know titillation is allowed. Like he was in the Baywatch movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think he makes out with too many people. He must in something. Like, what about uh, the Tooth Fairy? <laughs> yeah, that has uh, full penetration. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, let's do a tough one. You ready, Doug, for a tough one? Oh, yeah, good. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm just kind of proud of this one. Uh, Peter Bretter and a taste for love. Peter Brenner. Peter Brenner and a taste for love. There's exactly two clues in that one. Oh boy. And um, I think people that are really familiar with this movie would recognize one or both. Um, but that's the problem, Doug. Are you yeah. familiar with this movie? I guess not. I'll say Robocop 2. <laughs> <laughs> got Peter Weller. David. Uh, whether taste or love, the taste for love. So, film critic falling in love. <laughs> I don't even know if I have. I'll guess the the movie Chef. 
it's down to Martha again. Mm, oh, God. This is a lot of pressure because it should be guessable. Uh, is it... Um, I don't even know if this is how the title of the movie I'm thinking of. Is it like water for chocolate? <laughs> no, I mean, that is a good, that is a title. Um, <laughs> but uh, in this case, uh, the character is played by Jason Siegel, and he puts on he has, puts on a, a theatrical production that is a musical oh, about no. Dracula called yeah. called A Taste for Love in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Uh, got it. I think you got to be a real Forgetting Sarah Marshall head to uh, <laughs> to know that. Yeah. Because I was like, what was the name of that vampire puppet show? And then when I looked it up, I was like, okay. They could have probably come up with something more clever than that. (laughs) 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 But anyway, Martha's running away with this thing, so I'm going to call it. Congratulations, Martha. Oh, my God. What an honor. Congratulations. (laughs) Guys, I did it. This is my my COVID comeback. I'm really This is so exciting. Martha, could you come back again on the next show? We're going to tape... We normally don't do it on Wednesdays, but this week we are taping on Wednesday at uh, 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock, Wednesday. Um, yes, if you're sure you want me to come back, I <laughs> will. Have to, to. You'll have to commit to seeing at least one movie to tell us about. Oh, okay. Between now and uh, Wednesday. Okay. I can commit to that. All right. Then you're confirmed as our ongoing champion for next Wednesday's show. Okay. And uh, congratulations on that. But also, what would you like to plug? Is there any uh, direction you'd like to send people to enjoy your acting and or comedy? Um, Well, there's a couple things. One is this coming Wednesday evening starting at... 8 o'clock Central Time, I'm doing the year in review um, on on, uh, Twitch, I think. And it's an Austin-based show where there are the whole uh, year, this past year is divided up into months, and there are three or four comics per month doing jokes about stuff that happened that month. And this is for charity, so if you tune into that and the other thing for acting if you can get a hold of any of the terrible auditions i have taped over the past several months i highly recommend watching those for fun that's those are the two things i'd like to promote all right get your hands on those tapes everybody do you know anybody in show business who can get it to you thank you martha we'll see you again on wednesday thanks doug uh, David Huntsberger, what's going on? Well, I have a brief cameo in show business in uh, a sci-fi show called The Movie Show. It's a sketch show hosted by puppets. I think it's on a, at 11, but if you have the sci-fi channel, um, probably DVR it, uh, The Movie Show. It's a funny premise. It's these two puppets that host a cable access movie review show out of Modesto, California. And uh, I do a, I, I'm in, I think, episode nine. Um, and if you're looking for stuff to stream, I made a, a stand-up thing that also has animation. And uh, so if you partake in any sort of a mind-altering substances, you might enjoy that. You can just have it on in the background. You can find it on Amazon Prime. It's called One-Headed Beast. And then if you're looking for a little escape from the world, uh, which I think everyone potentially could be these days, um, a healthy one to do is uh, my friend Wendy Molino and I made this uh, like seven episodes of a podcast. It's about nothing. It's just pure silliness. They're like 30, 20 to 30 minutes long. It's called These Are Those Tapes. You can find that everywhere podcasts are. Fantastic. I'm sorry we ran out of time for your plugs, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Mellard, 
uh, co-host of Wide World of Dugs, back with all new episodes thrice monthly, uh, beginning again in January. There it is. Uh, part of the uh, Misfit Toys collective of comedy podcasts. What else is going on, Doug? You can also grab my album Fart Safari 3, Fart Hard with a Vengeance that just came out. <laughs> and I will also be on that year in review show with Martha. Yay. On Wednesday. So awesome. check it out on Twitch. Yeah. Very nice. Um, I just did a show yesterday. Very thankful to all the people who came out. It was a good time. Uh, not sure when the next one's going to be. So for me, I'll just say um, if you got $4.20 that you want to spend monthly, uh, you can follow Getting Dug with High on Patreon patreon.com slash getting dug thanks again to my guests Austin Comics I miss going to Austin and doing comedy in Austin and hanging out with my Austin friends uh, so thanks once again to David Huntsberger, Martha Kelly and Doug Mellard and as thanks. always yeah thank you guys thank as you. always walk hell I'll race you there let's go now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug loves movies.